Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That is ask at SWATradio.com. Today is Thursday. I'm not usually in on Thursdays, but no, uh, but, but you know what? I made a mistake. Uh, yes, it's true, Lori. <laughs> I did another mistake, and um, I thought that Al Moeller, Doctor Moeller, was going to be here today, and I had misread the date. I thought it was this Thursday. It's next Thursday, and uh, we do have a guest this week. It is Doctor or it's Tommy Nelson the pastor out at Denton Bible Church, he is going to be our guest Friday, tomorrow. And Tommy did a message called The Continental Collapse on Judges, where he mm. actually taught about Gideon and his sons. It's a fascinating lesson that we're going to get into a discussion tomorrow. And I think we need to get into these kind of discussions. And I realize, and by the way, those who have written, I appreciate your emails I appreciate the fact that you listen uh, and you and you take the time to write us, even though you may not agree philosophically or we may disagree philosophically. And I know there's people that listen to this program that don't agree. I think that's a healthy thing. We don't have to all agree on everything. And that's what sharpens us. But I hope uh, and I wrote one of the, the listeners uh, who had emailed us from up in Virginia, and I appreciate that. Uh, email uh, but i said i hope that what brings us together uh, is more than what separates us in other words we may have differences opinion about how people may lead this country and policy things related to the country and we can disagree strongly but what we do need to agree on is that jesus is king he is the only true king uh, we live in a democratic republic that was founded over 200 years ago by men who most of them professed to have a love for that king, Jesus, mm-hmm. and and gave us a document called the U.S. Constitution that is one of the greatest um, legal documents in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. It, it just really is. And, it, and I really believe it was a gift from God to give those men the forethought to do it. It's not divine, but it has been very blessed as a country. We've This thing has been going on for over 200 years, and it does give people freedoms uh, of pursuit of happiness and life, liberty, and the ability, if you have a grievance against a leader, you can take it to the courts. And so there's so many good checks and balances in there. And so even though we've had these... This is an election season, and one of the questions that keeps coming up, Taylor, is, and by the way, if you're just tuning in, this is SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And we advance truth in every arena, whether it's our daily life, uh, whether it's uh, on a sports field, 
or whether it's in a political conversation. You know, the two things in life that you normally are not allowed to talk about in mixed company or Mm -hmm. uh, people who have differing views is you never bring up politics and you never bring up religion. Well, that's not the way Jesus acted. That's not the way we act. We believe that the Bible speaks practically and relevantly to every aspect of life. And that includes political conversation. And right now, the most talked about thing in our country is not even COVID anymore. It's not the virus. It is the election coming up in two weeks. And so some of the people have uh, commented about uh, the the direction of what we do in the week. We still go through our weekly study of Hebrews. We always take the first segment, and sometimes we bleed over in the second segment to talk about things going on in our culture. And I think those are things we need to talk about. As Christians, many uh, times and far too often, we stick our head in the sand, and we're, we're basically pressured not to speak because we're called uh, either homophobic, we're called bigots, we're, we're haters if we stand up for biblical truth. It's not the first time. There was a group of people in England called the Puritans. Mm-hmm. About the 1600s, they stood on the, the word of God. And, you know, they wanted to keep their faith pure. And and they the, the king of England at that time was tied in with the church he was the leader of the church, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of corruption. There was a lot of greed, corruption, sexual immorality, and they said, no, this is not according to God's word. Well, there's a lot of things happening in our country. No, we don't have a theocracy, but we do have a democratic republic where every vote counts. And as believers, we have not only an opportunity, I believe we have a responsibility, like uh, Dr. Groom said last week, to have a little slice of authority being salt and light in the election process of choosing. And I think we are accountable for that choice to the one true and living God. And we can't just do it based on emotion. We can't do it because we like people. We like their personality because that's not wise and informed because Satan can appear as an angel of light. And just because somebody's likable doesn't mean that they're the best choice for our country. Uh, There's a lot of likable people that I wouldn't let, you know, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. trust them with anything. I wouldn't let them take care of my dog, much less vote them to be the president of the country. And I just think that as we look at the parties, like Dr. Grudem said, we need to go through an evaluation process and, and there's a lot of stuff that you're not going to hear in the media. Like, I, for instance, Taylor, I got these today in the mail, and I got, I'm holding up. I got a, a, a couple of flyers. One is for one campaign, and it says, We have an opportunity to build a better, stronger America, Joe Biden. That sounds good. Uh, eliminate the Trump tax cuts for those earning over 400000 a year. Well, One, that doesn't apply to me, probably doesn't apply to you. Uh, Help small businesses get back on their feet. I think that's great, Um, not giving more bailouts to big corporations. Make a historic investment in schools to raise teacher pay 
expand expand pre-K, lower prescription drug cost, build a better America. That's the that's the ad. Then I get another one. This is from uh, the Trump Pence ticket. It says President Trump and Vice President Pence are the most pro-life ticket in American history, and I would argue that's probably true. They've appointed judges who will respect the Constitution and interpret the law, not write the law, which is true. President Trump opposes taxpayer-funded abortions. Those are very different. But one of the things I want you to notice about the the Biden-Harris ticket is when you look at the, Barris, the Biden-Harris ticket, you won't see that on Saturday of last week, Kamala Harris stood up in an event and said American churches are propaganda centers for intolerant, homophobic, xenophobic, xenophobic vitriol. Mm. She called American pastors knuckle-dragging disseminators of intolerance and enemies of social justice. Now think about that for a second, what she just said. This is a verbatim quote for the Democratic vice presidential nominee who most likely within six months to a year will be the president of the country. If that ticket wins, if, if she were to come president, if he became incapacitated, she doesn't even hide her disdain for the church. I mean, and if you go back and you look at her record of state attorney out in uh, California, when she was out there, she went after churches she went after churches. So you can be assured that if Kamala Harris and Joe Biden get elected and if she becomes president, she will not only be an enemy of biblical truth, she'll be an enemy of the gospel. Yeah. And, you know, even Biden said those who hold to traditional views and intolerant Christian beliefs are dregs of society. Mm-hmm. Dregs of society. Now, I don't understand personally how a Christian in their right mind could vote for that, especially when you look at the platform that certainly coalesces alongside that. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, we have been speaking about how our Bibles inform us and our faiths inform us as how we vote. And, you know, Dr. Grudem, um, made a good observation. He, he wrote an article called Why Pastors and Leaders Should Preach About Politics. And basically he said, those that listen to you need to see that the Bible speaks to all of life. I mean, when Paul said, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do for the glory of God, that means vote. Mm-hmm. If you go in there and vote, and it it's not going to bring glory to God, why are you going to do it? And I know the argument for people was, well, do you know how immoral Donald Trump is? Well, my response is, do you know how immoral Joe Biden is? (laughs) They're both immoral. We're all immoral people. The question is, who's going to lead with a platform that's going to most help our culture, most help our society? And when we come back, we're going to continue looking at this from a biblical standpoint, not from just a personal opinion standpoint we're going to look at what the bible says about those issues all right stay tuned you're listening to swat radio 
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fire. We've all run to things we know just ain't right. And there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. That is Chainbreaker by Zach Williams. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we took the first uh, segment, as we usually do, to talk about the news and um, uh, what's been going on in our society. Today we had a focus on why we as Christians um, should be involved and participate in our uh, government and um, talking a little bit about um, Doug's conversation with Dr. Wayne Grudem last week and uh, touching on some uh, emails that we have gotten. And we're going to continue talking about that uh, for a little bit because it's really important that we as Christians uh, are involved in the society that we're in. Yeah. And, you know, you and I were talking, Taylor, at the beginning of the pro before we started the program today um, about even yesterday. I don't know if you were watching the um, the uh the confirmation hearings but um judge barrett responded to a question by the honorable senator from hawaii and she responded by using the term sexual preference Mm -hmm. to which the honorable senator from hawaii said um 
that's offensive. That's an offensive term. Yeah. To say somebody makes a choice. I want you to just think about that for a second. That 10 years ago, that term wasn't a, an offensive term. It was a preferred term. So within three, 10 years. Three days ago, it, that wasn't an offensive term. Yeah. Like, that's, you know. Yeah. yeah. But now it is. Yeah. And now Merriam-Webster Dictionary has gone in and put a footnote in to say that that term preference can be offensive when used in a sexual connotation and they changed that directly after that interchange after that in yeah. after what happened mm-hmm. so this is having an impact on our culture yeah and i mean not only that you mentioned um that your uh, ad that you tried to post was censored and taken down by facebook facebook and twitter have both um censored government officials uh for relevant information um to the campaigns of uh you know that voters should know um going into vote as as it relates to some emails that were uh found or released uh in the past few days and um so yeah if, if there's going to be truth uh, ex- exposed if we're going to speak the truth you know you got to have as many platforms as you can to push it out because there are elements that want to obstruct and uh hide the truth well and here here's the thing um you know president trump um as as flawed as he is in his personal life or some personal choices he makes whether it's his language or his conduct whatever has appointed probably more conservative judges in his short tenure than anybody during the same time those appointments have that's probably one of the most important things a president does. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point out a couple of cases that just got decided by lower district courts that show that. One, out in uh, California, a U.S. district court, a federal court, sided with Fuller Seminary, which I know some professors out there, mm-hmm. against two students who sued the school for anti-discrimination laws because they were expelled for being in a same-sex marriage. Recognized by the state, not recognized by the school. Now, this has always been a fear of believers mm-hmm. that we will be compelled to violate our standards in order to accommodate man's standards. And the, the, it's a pretty big victory that the court ruled in favor of the seminary to say, yes, their religious freedom, but these are probably constitutional originalists, mm-hmm who decided that and saying that the framers protected that ability. Um, Title IX protects people from discrimination based on sex in educational programs that receive financial aid. As a result, a lot of people have been afraid that would be used against churches and and schools specifically um, that do training and education to uh, kind of make them have to relax their standards or change their standards so that's a big victory there was another one the district uh of uh, there there was a federal district in the dc circuit um that um ruled that the dc coronavirus restrictions violated a church's religious exercise right that's Mm -hmm. big yeah the church has been meeting outdoors and observing social distancing wearing masks all that but the district has banned all religious gatherings of over 100 people. 
but you can riot mm-hmm. or protest over a hundred. You just can't meet as a church. And the D.C. mayor marched with protesters. Yes. You know, arm in arm with them, mm-hmm. not social distance. So, so the district argued that the church could have broken into smaller groups or met online. Well, that's not their position to tell them how to meet, or that's mm-hmm. that's their freedom within our constitution to meet, and they govern how they meet and how they want to do that. Uh, and the judge correctly noted that the district ignores the church's sincerely held and undisputed beliefs about the importance of gathering in person as a full congregation. I, I think that was a big ruling. So all that to say is our elections have consequences. And as believers, God does care about secular governments and their leaders. He puts them there. Mm-hmm. He allows them there. And we have a responsibility. If you look back to the Bible, Joseph elevated to the number two position. Daniel, the number three position. Nehemiah was a cupbearer. All of those men spoke into the life of the king. And I'm going to tell you, I said this the other day, I think. I don't know if it was on air or was it a Bible study. But Mike Pence is the most evangelical of all four of the people on the tickets running. Mm Mm-hmm. And he does, I believe, speak into President Trump's life in a way a Nehemiah or a, a Daniel or a, it, it, none of them are perfect. But I believe Mike Pence really loves the Lord and really wants to allow his faith to inform how he speaks into the president's decisions and stuff for whatever he does. And so that's a, another reason. But also speaking the whole counsel of God to people. If we just stick our head in the sand with elections and say, nope, we're, we're not going to say about that. And listen, I'm uh, apolitical. You've sat in SWAT a lot. Mm-hmm. I, most people never know where I am. But because I'm taking such a strong pro-life, pro-family stance, I've never told anybody what I am. But I get accused of being a Republican conservative. Mm-hmm. When people don't know if I'm an independent, they don't know what I am. Yeah. But people make that assumption based on the platform. Well, let me tell you something. If I've got to be associated with a platform, I want to be associated with a pro-life, pro-family values uh, platform mm-hmm. that's going to uphold those values and give us the freedom as believers to not only live that way, but to speak about that from God's word. Do you know that in Canada... Pastors have been arrested for preaching against homosexuality as a sin. That's not that far away from us here. It may have already happened in California or in some places. I don't know. But it's not that far away. So as we think about that, pastors throughout history have made good influences on government by preaching about these things, speaking about them. I was sharing with you about in Rome how they made some changes, and you brought up slavery. The people that led the legislative changes were influenced by believers. Mm-hmm. William Wilberforce was a strong believer who helped lead the anti-slavery movement. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so Well, and then if you look at going back to Rome, the way that I heard this the other day, the way that uh, the gladiatorial games were ended was that a priest saw what was going on, didn't like it, went down to try and stop it and got butchered. And it caused such an uproar and people were so disgusted at what they had been enjoying that 
they got the games canceled. And then you look at the American Revolution. Most people don't know this because we don't look at the history, but the, the American Revolution, the principles and the values were preached for 20 years in the pulpit before the revolution started. It was in the hearts and the minds of the people because of uh, the pastors who were preaching. And if you look at our Constitution and the way it's set up, I mean, the, the biblical influence is there and it's strong. You know, and I, I, people don't realize that because we don't really teach history the way that we used to. No, all but. that stuff has been changed, and 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 legislative people are making those changes. And so, as we as we think about our country, listen, um, we're going to have to stand and give an account, and really because of our life and where we are, if we're true believers, there's 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 a there's a remnant here. You know, in America, everybody goes to heaven. That's kind of the rule. Everybody thinks everybody goes. That's not the way it is. The road is narrow Mm -hmm. that leads to heaven. Broad is the way it leads to destruction. In our country, um, we we really haven't... You watch these debates. There's not a lot of intellectual integrity. Mm -hmm. I mean, and things are shifting. True followers of Jesus are not very popular with people. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get less popular. I think we're going to see... Uh, bias and hate continue and i do want to speak to that from psalms psalm 35 psalm 129 address that i'll read from that when we come back from the break but we have an unusual opportunity today as pastors to speak into this and when you think about florida specifically if you're listening to this in florida talk to your pastor talk to the leaders in your church what if you just persuaded 10 people to vote who otherwise would not have voted. If a thousand people did that, think about how many people influenced. Do you know that George Bush won the presidency in 2000 by 537 votes? So, yeah, we have a responsibility, pastor, leader. We need to be speaking about how faith informs our vote. Yep, uh, we are about to head to the break for the news. Um, we will be back with more after that break, though. Um We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That is David Crowder with All My Hope. And if you are just joining us, this is SWAT Radio. We have been talking about uh, just kind of the news of the day, but also mostly focusing on why we should vote as Christians, why we should be involved uh, politically, and why we should uh, bring our values into uh, the culture today and that we shouldn't shrink back from that. Um, there have been some emails about questioning, you know, why, why are we talking maybe a little bit more about politics than, uh, usual? Um, well, you know, we are obviously in a voting season. We're about to be, uh, uh, electing a new president or keeping the current president. But I, I would also say that we're in the midst of a real cultural, uh, battle, a cultural shift, a culture war, if you will. And one side is about Christian values and not perfectly, um, but at least will allow Christians to say their peace. And the other side is really about conforming to a social justice gospel or the social justice as a whole that is not willing to hear any dissent. Um, uh, that's how I see it. And I think that's why it's important uh, to to speak about uh, what we see and how our biblical values inform how we decide to vote and how we see what's going on uh, in the world. And, you know, that wasn't the case in the 90s or uh, maybe so much in the early 2000s, but we are really in a place in society where we're closer to having two separate cultures uh, that are going to continually butt heads. Uh, so, that's just my uh, two cents. Uh, Doug had shared a few of the emails with me, and it really seemed like uh, people, some people were just questioning, and other people were upset because our what we were talking about didn't match with their politics, and then you know accused us of this or that, and you know that's unfortunate. But I think it would you know we're allowed to have differences politically and still be. Christians, and as I say, as we're moving more to a culture war, that's becoming less and less so as the church is starting to become partisan. Um, but, you know, that's unfortunate. Uh, so, anyway. Well, well I, you know, when you think about this, I had one guy say, you know, abortion is not the only issue. There's other issues. 60 million plus babies have been murdered. Yeah. And, 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 you can say what you want to try to justify it, but it's a sacrifice on the altar of bail. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. And, and and that's that's like saying, well, there's other issues besides slavery. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, well, okay, maybe, you know, states' rights, this and that, but it was states' rights to hold slaves. That's why the South seceded. Well, thing, the thing that really baffles me is why a lot of the people – who support Planned Parenthood won't even acknowledge that the founder of Planned Parenthood was a, an avowed racist. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, she had ethnic prejudice and motives behind mm -hmm. the abortions. And, you know, one of, uh, there, there was a wife of a very prominent at one time up in the DC area, uh, guy that I knew. And she posted something the other day. I just want you to read it. I want you to hear this. Because you hear about, well, except in the case of rape and incest, and, and that's why we should keep it on the books. 
she was listening to the hearing where they were showing all these cases. And she says, listening to the hearing today, I understand Samantha was raped and found out she was pregnant and she wanted to terminate her pregnancy. I'm glad that when my bio mom, Ruby, was raped at age 14, she didn't seek an abortion, but she sought to hide her pregnancy and give me a chance at life. I was the baby formed in the image of God by no fault of her own. I thank Ruby under my breath all the time because I'm alive and the, the, I'm their parents' dream. I'm not going to say their name was realized through a horrible tragedy to Ruby, but still protected by God. I mean, that that's powerful. Mm-hmm. And here this lady um, who is a believer whose husband served at one of the highest levels in our country. Mm-hmm. And she's interceding for him, being a helpmate to him, because a woman who was raped was led before sonograms, before any of the real pregnancy centers that are out there today mm-hmm. that do such good work, because this lady made a choice to have life. And it's very rare that you see those choices independent yeah. of a Christian. And who knows, maybe somebody did come alongside her and help her understand that. Uh, I know that today that most of the people who see a sonogram of their baby choose not to abort that baby. Mm. And that's why Planned Parenthood doesn't like that. They don't yeah. like these crisis pregnancy centers. They don't like those things. And so as we think about that, that is a big issue in the election. But the other one is is the whole um, gender, transgender, and the homosexuality. It has morphed from just being a man who wants to be with a man and a woman who wants to be a woman. Now it encompasses L G B T Q you can plus yeah plus and it's going to continue to morph and these cases are already going up to the highest court so do we want somebody on there who's an originalist who thinks that the way that our founding fathers intended for our government to function and how pursuit of happiness doesn't mean pursuit of anything that you want Um, that infringes on the rights of other people. I mean, our country was founded on Christian principles Mm -hmm. that these inalienable rights that were endowed to us by God, the creator for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in the minds of the framers, most of them, whether they were devout believers or not believed in the values of the Judeo Christian God. And they, they said that, uh, I believe this was Adams. Uh, I could be getting it wrong, but that our former government is uh, only for a moral people. It is wholly inadequate for any other. Um, it's, a, it's exactly right. Yeah, because with freedom, not to quote Spider-Man, comes <laughs> you know responsibility. Yeah, but that it, is a good quote. It, it's the truth that you know our the way our founders looked at it was that we have freedom as far as small government um, because we regulate ourselves. Um, through our guidance, uh, you know, obviously through community, community and family, but mostly from God. And and that was the whole uh, thought process that we don't need a king because God will be our king. Well, here's the thing. Uh, if, if you are a baker 
and you don't want to bake a gay wedding cake because you don't want to contribute to that, you should have the right and freedom to tell them, you know what, I would rather not do that. I'll make you a cake. You can do whatever you want with it, but I'm not going to decorate it. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to go to somebody else to do that. Uh, I, I think they should have that freedom and right, but our country, under the court system that we have, uh, under other previously appointed judges, has or in some case very liberal-leaning judges out in the West, have said, you know what, if you don't do this, you're going to have to pay fines, and some up to $150,000 because they don't bake a cake for a gay, gay couple. Yeah, and, well, and the, the courts, you know, to go farther, there have been states that had uh, put in their state constitution that marriage is between a man and a woman, and the court said, well, nope, that doesn't, you can't do that. You know, that the law of the land now is that, you're going to have to say marriage is what we say it is yeah. rather than allowing people to have their say and states to have their say. And, you know, that's a troublesome, troublesome uh, uh, precedent to set. Well, you know? they're at a troublesome place right now. And we're going to have a lot of cases regarding because you've got some states that recognize it, some states that don't. Um, you know, I, I think that as we look at these things, though, we have to remember that If you stand for biblical truth in our country, we are moving toward a time of difficulty, uh, mistreatment, and you can expect persecution down the road if people that are enemies of the gospel, and I use that term um, knowingly, that there are people who I just said, I just read a quote from Kamala Harris, what she said, how she feels. That's that she's not hiding anything. Mm-hmm. Even Joe Biden said, if you hold on to these values, why? What values is he talking about? He's talking about a man and a woman, God's design being what we stand for and, and the way we teach. And I, I will say this. We don't need to fear persecution because persecution purifies and grows the church. It will. It's going to weed out those people that are only in there that are uh, an inch deep and a mm-hmm. mile wide. Uh, it's going to make us go. I mean, in America, you can be charismatic, sharp, be winsome, and you can grow a church by mm-hmm. being a great communicator. But again, you're an inch deep and uh, a mile wide. Yeah. That's not the kind of churches that were in the Bible. And throughout time, God's people go deep, 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 deep. So the goal of Christian life is not growing old in the Christian life. It's growing up in the Christian life, putting Christ on display to people. So I really, I'm happy for you to call in. I would love for you to call in and tell me what about the Democratic Party platform brings glory to Christ. I really would like to have a conversation, and I would like to pair that against what, I mean, for people who really are struggling I, I realize we got climate change that's on their platform and caring for justice, you know, and we we should care for justice. But uh, I think that's part of the platform of the Republican Party, too, is they want they want to see uh, reform. There needs to be reform. Well, yeah, I think the two parties have two def- different definitions of justice at this point. And so part of the voting is what is the true definition of justice? Yeah. Um. We will be back with more after the break. Uh, We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia, at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. back to SWAT Radio. We have been talking today um, about why we should vote as Christians, why our faith should inform how we vote, how we engage with society, and um, been kind of responding uh, to some feedback, some questions that have been asked. Um, so if you would like to join the discussion or you have any questions, please uh, call us at one 777 7928 That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at swatradio.com. That is ask at We would love to hear from you and get your take um, and uh, you know answer any questions that you may have. And before the break, uh, Doug asked anyone to call in who um, uh, thought that the Democratic Party uh, was better than the Republican Party, why biblically that would be the case, uh, just to have a, a real conversation and uh, kind of understand where you're coming from. And I think we have a caller, uh, James. And James, can you hear us? Yes, I can. And and uh, I, I could never vote for a Democrat, but so I'll keep this short in case someone does want to call in. 
But, you know, as far as uh, abortion, I had heard a, a comment some time ago, and it, it seems to be very effective. And it's, uh, you know, especially when they use, you know, what about abortion or what about this, that, or the other thing. Um, w- one very effective argument is, well, I'm personally against rape, but if someone else wants to do it, <laughs> I mean, that's that's almost what it's like. Yeah. And it's amazing how quickly women women's heads turn around with that when you when you use that argument. Um, and what's worse? I mean, murder is certainly much worse. Yeah, that's a that's a good point that if you if you take their argument and flip it in a way that, you know, no one would be uh, confused is wrong. It's like, oh, that that kind of shows the point pretty, yeah. pretty strongly. Yeah. That's, exactly. I haven't I hadn't heard that one. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's good, Jim. Yeah, it definitely will turn heads quickly. That's all yeah. I had. Thanks, guys. No, thank you. Thanks for listening and thanks for calling. You know, one one of the big arguments, Taylor, is that people go, "Well, I can't vote for Trump because he's an immoral man. Uh, my conscience won't let me vote for him." Well, why in the world would your conscience let you vote for uh, Joe Biden then? Joe Biden has not only been accused of sexual assault, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's outright lied on uh, a bunch of occasions. He he bragged on a video that's widely distributed mm-hmm. about uh, coercing uh, the Ukrainian guy. What President Trump was accused of, this is the hypocrisy that bothers me. Mm-hmm. He actually did what president trump was accused of and nothing has been done hillary clinton the same way back then Mm -hmm. so uh i just don't understand how people can say they they morally don't like trump but the other person is good i I just don't see that argument i think what you're talking about with biden is is incredibly relevant uh because it it has big implications as far as uh government corruption is concerned i don't think a lot of people really know um that whole situation but uh the bare bones of it is that his son um was working for a ukrainian gas and oil company called burisma um and they were getting looked into for corruption and joe biden came in uh said hey i got a billion dollars of aid money for you guys in ukraine but i'm not going to give it to you unless you fire the guy who's looking into the company that his son was on um and he's they were like well you can't do that obama said you know and he's like call obama ask him I'm telling you, you can't. And so they fired him. They fired the guy. Now Biden says, you know what? No, I, I never talked to my son about that. That had nothing to do with that. Um, and lo and behold, just this past week, emails came out that showed and proved that, no, he had talked to his son about that. And he had met with high executives of that company. I mean, that is corruption at the highest levels of government. And I mean, personal immorality is bad. I'm not saying it's not. But that type of government uh, bankruptcy, moral bankruptcy, is is bad too. So here, so here's my point: of is they're both bad. Yeah. If you, if I mean morally, I mean, mm-hmm. and, and that and that's the whole point. People say if you vote for Trump, I'm just telling you what mm-hmm. people say. If you vote for Trump, you approve of the way he's been immoral with people, especially women. It does not mean that. I mean, it, it just because you vote for you're, you're voting for a platform mm-hmm. and you're and people go, well, when faced with the lesser of two ev- evils, I'm just not going to choose either one. 
by not choosing one, you're choosing apathy. The, the thing is, if, if and, and Gruden makes this point, is really good. He said, if you're choosed with a choice between two evil actions, yes, you don't choose that, whether it's stealing or telling a lie. But that's not what we're talking about. You have a choice to vote or not vote. To vote for an adulterer doesn't mean you're approving adultery. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you, you got a graft guy or an adulterer guy. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying, so you got to pick. It's kind of, kind of like picking between Stalin and Hitler. Yeah. You got to pick one. Well, and I can understand uh, to say, you know, lesser two, two evils, I'm not going to choose either because that's where I was in 2016 um, with Trump in 2016. He had no public record as far as public policy working in in the public realm and so you know i'd seen kind of what he'd said and his abrasive style and then i saw hillary clinton who seemed to me very corrupt and i was like you know what i can't uh put my name behind either of those and so if that's where you're at i understand that but i will say that since trump has gotten to office he's been for somebody who you know has the moral failings he has he has been very consistent with doing what he said he was going to do and that was my problem with him uh, in 2016 is I didn't know if he would do what he said he would do but he so far has done uh, what he said he would do and stuff that other uh, presidents wouldn't have made promises to do and never did such as moving the embassy to Jerusalem Uh, so you know I think that now that he has a track record I'm not voting based on his abrasive style or what he said I'm, I'm voting based on what the platform is and whether I really think that uh, he'll be able to do what uh, what's on the platform or if, if he will. And I think what you're talking about, I think we've had for the long time looking for our uh, our government officials to be like uh, saints. Yeah. You know what I mean? And well, they never have been, yeah. really. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you have even if you go back, you have to go back to George Washington and yeah. even he had problems too. everybody had problems. Yeah. But if you look at the platforms, this is the issue. We've come to the point, I think it started with uh, Bill Clinton, actually. But we've come to the point where we vote on personality, not platforms. Mm. And if you read the Republican platform and the Democratic platform for this year, what they say, uh, and and Wayne Grudem was very strong on this. And I listen, this is a guy who has cared nothing about about nothing more than getting Christ's agenda out there for most of his life. Mm-hmm. If, as long as I've known about him, he his systematic theology book, his politics in the Bible, all this stuff is to help Christians learn how to take the Bible and live. He's looked at both platforms. He said the Republican platform has never been more supportive of Christian principles than the one they've got this year. Mm-hmm. The Democratic platform has never been more antithetical to Christian principles than this year. So you've got two polar opposites. And so it's important who we vote for when we go in there. Policy differences matter. You can't just have one pet policy. You've got to look at the whole thing. And I think, you know, you can communicate to people, listen, in the future, we want morally upstanding people. Mm-hmm. But 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 the bottom line is we, we're stuck with what we have. Mm-hmm. We have these platforms. What are we going to choose to do? Which one are we going to go? Are we going to compromise the gospel? 
or, or hurt the gospel's efforts to go forth because you you can see right now, look and see how the churches in the democratically controlled states are doing. Getting arrested for standing outside singing hymns, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been in places where you say Jesus, and I've been told you can't say Jesus' name here in other countries. I've been told that. And it's funny to me that when I talk to my my um, indigenous friends from India, Nepal, Bhutan, other countries where they've been persecuted, they say, we hope uh, President Trump gets reelected because he's been very good for Christians. Hmm. I said, how do you know? I've never said anything to them about anything political. Oh, my friends that live there, it, it's, it's, they, they, they talk about how good he's been for Christians. It's so radically different, the platform. And so... I think, you know, we, you know, we got to be, we can't have our head in the sand as believers. We have a responsibility and yes, we are talking about politics, but from a biblical informed perspective, because the Bible is practical and relevant to every aspect of our life. And uh, tomorrow we're going to hear Tommy Nelson talk about how in the Bible politics, one of the first cases with the life of Gideon and his son, it's the first oligarchy. Mm. And by the way, Look who's lining up behind who. You're looking at Facebook, mm-hmm. all the tech giants, the the Hollywood celebrities. These are not people of faith, most of them, who are lining up to support one platform over another. That should inform you, too. Yeah. Um, you've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com, or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle that is at SWAT Radio Talk. Uh, Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual